0: here on my favorite day and time of the week, Friday afternoon, talking tech, talking technology with gaming and and virtual reality and augmented reality and AI and other craziness with my two friends and co-hosts, uh, Andy Piper and
1: Michael Martin. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Yes, I'm excited. I've got some new technology to play with. I'm playing with the Opal C1 webcam right now, so... Uh, that's one of the that's the high end one that I think came out of a couple of former Apple engineers uh, who, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I remember it's got a it's got got a few new new features a uh, nice feature it only arrived this morning uh, and I'm trying it uh, on our shared call as we record the this is that you both get my get the the, the premiere of uh, my new look and feel uh, with sharper imaging um, how, how do you feel <laughs> Yeah, I'm feeling good. You look, you look marvelous. I'm feeling good. You we, look sharp. I, uh, I'm feeling good. We had an Apple event this week that I'm sure we'll come to in our show. Uh, that was really the sort of the big tech news of the week, but I'm sure there's plenty of other things. Michael, how are you, sir? I, I'm doing great and I want to launch
2: right in with one of the things that you had produced out of mm-hmm. OpenAI with Dolly because uh, doing the show notes last week, I tried to come up with something that I thought would be kind of fun. So mm-hmm. I tried to get a toaster with wings and, and I managed it. It took me a little while to do it. Um, and I have to tell you that some of the toasters with wings <laughs> were, were the stuff of nightmares. Um, you, you try to do some things with minifigs and well, um, I don't I don't know how that turned out, too. It's got a little nightmarish aspect to it as well, doesn't it? So, I think it's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, I got access to OpenAI, um, I think. They sent me the – they said, hey, you've been on the waiting list. Here's your, here's your link to, to get access about two weeks ago. And unlike me, I waited. I just didn't immediately jump straight in because I was too busy with other things. So I finally got around to doing it, I think, last weekend – uh, as you were doing the show notes michael or in fact maybe just after you'd done that ah. and i thought well let's see if we can somehow recreate the current little uh, picture we have that you put together a long time back of a little uh, minifig in a business suit with a with some with a, with a dice d6 briefcase mm-hmm. and a briefcase and i started to it. was it the- a d6 i thought it was a d20 Oh, is the, one that, is the one in our uh, current one a D- Yeah, you're right, it's a D20. It's a D20. Yeah, yes. you're right, absolutely. It's a it's a clear D20. i I'd totally forgotten that. So anyway, I asked. <laughs> we definitely know our logo. We know our logo. <laughs> uh, so I asked. I put the three Lego minifigs uh, in casual clothes, playing around with a blue dice with white spots, high-quality photographic image is what I asked for. And uh, it came out with some interesting variations. Uh, and you can, as with many of these... AI image art generators you can once you've generated your four samples from the original prompt you can then say I'd like to regenerate based on that one because that was going in the direction I had in mind so I I played around a bit one of the things I found particularly interesting was that only one of the images uh, actually produced a blue dye with white spots all of the others came up with a white dye with blue spots which was the opposite of what i asked for <laughs> uh, yeah the the minifigs themselves um look a little nightmarish i'm curious to know how closely um to uh, the real things uh, especially if they're branded items um we can achieve and whether some of the images you see shared from dali are modified to sort of replace nightmarish looking faces on minifigs with more minifig like faces um afterwards (laughs) in in post basically so um yeah we'll share a few ideas i'd love to get some better ideas of how i could reframe the the prompt optimize the prompt i've still got some of my original free credits left and i and i get you get given i think a hundred free credits a month I think is how it works and if you need to do more work then you're gonna end up spending to, to get that. But it was it was definitely fun. I had a fun time playing with it.
0: I I, I thought these were so so fun and, and very cool. So uh, I, I can't wait to see what else you come up with uh, playing around with it. I uh, I do know I've seen other people who have just been flooding their Twitter feeds Uh, with uh, AI-generated artwork uh, to the point where I've actually temporarily paused a few people. (laughs) It's like, yes, you're having fun. It looks great. Stop now, please. Mm
2: Well, you know, talking about having fun um, and there's a lot of ways to have fun. We have a story that um, the three of us had a chance to take a a very brief glimpse at uh, that Disney is bringing to um, center stage, so to speak, uh, on a device near you to be able to have an AR enabled Experience in conjunction with a short film. So Disney's been doing a lot of these short films, like you can watch several of them around Groot or whatever. There's one called Remembering, starting Brie Lawson. And in this film, there's an AR experience that you can have in conjunction with watching this short that requires you to download an app uh, and it will listen for the prompts in the show. And then when you look at at the device uh and the screen it will do some things for you from an ar perspective um none of us have had a chance to try this as yet it's it's all really quite new but it looks like an intriguing way to create that second screen immersion sort of experience from your television set and your iphone ipad or something along those lines
0: yeah i'm I'm really excited to see this Uh, i know um Disney does do really cool things like this, uh, and has been kind of in the ARVR space for a very long time. Uh, uh, I, I I had the opportunity to talk with them, gosh, 15 years ago, uh, in in LA at the you know Imagineering headquarters, um, and it was it was very neat. So seeing this is really exciting, and actually what i'm looking forward to i mean you use the phrase i was hoping you would use which is second screen right Mm, we've been mm -hmm. talking about the second screen for a long time as a way to enhance the interactivity of uh appointment viewing as it used to be called right or just general viewing and the fact that they're tying this in with with a short makes a lot of sense to get started with because you don't want to have to hold up your ipad or your iphone or your android device whatever for very long you know 10 minutes is probably good enough uh, but um, if you're watching a full length movie it would be very very annoying um, but for you know a 10 minute show be perfectly fine and who knows maybe there might be uh, some kind of uh, headwear that you wear in the form of glasses sometime in the near future that would allow you to watch a full length movie with added AR effects
2: uh, 100% what, one now, thing, now Andy one thing that came, oh, go ahead.
1: One thing that popped out at me in this is that they are tying it explicitly to the Apple platform and ecosystem because it's using Shazam Kit in order to yes. uh, identify audio cues in the in the short film to fire up the AR experiences on the iPad or, or iPhone. Um, there's a comment in the uh, TechCrunch story here saying that there you know, there's no but there's no confirmed plans um, to uh, make the app available on Android devices. And I was reading it and thinking, well, that's lucky because this is clearly very tied to what's possible today on, on the Apple ecosystem. I'm curious but- to see how immersive it, it, it can be. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I'm a Disney Plus subscriber. And I'm, again, I, as with the OpenAI thing we just spoke about in the first segment there, I feel like since we talk about this stuff, it's probably worth us actually, or me in particular, um, as I talk about it, I feel like I should have tried things that we talk about when we can. same here. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm curious. Well,
0: and and to your point of uh, there are no plans or confirmed plans. Of course, you're going to try it with one platform and one technology. If it is highly successful, I'm sure there is similar technology to Shazam on on Android.
1: You're right. I don't doubt that. I just picked that out from the story as a very specific note that it ties it uh, in that way. As you say, at launch, at uh, the initial outset, as they try this out. You're right to point that out.
2: Now, oftentimes, um, companies are trying to solve problems technical problems coding problems uh you know with things like shazam kit and we came across a story here uh about a um, part of panasonic a company called shift all that has what looks like um a very small microphone that you put over your mouth that is designed to reduce unwanted sounds at the source doesn't sell so,
1: doesn't look very small michael <laughs>
0: <laughs> you 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 must have a very small head uh, if that looks like a small microphone <laughs> so i think well of, it,
2: it's it covers your whole mouth is what it does
1: and it, it straps covers beyond on your mouth
0: it looks like you've taken an aluminum can bit out a piece of it and stuck it on your face <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it looks like a a vr headset format just not quite as large but still very large <laughs> over your mouth and chin area um it, it's strapped on like a muzzle it's, <laughs> it is quite baffling to me it really is quite baffling to me the other thing though if you look down um uh, as you scroll down the article there is a an image of a gentleman wearing what appears to be a, a shift all branded something that looks like the magic leap uh, headset with which is more sort of yep. steampunk goggle like uh, which i haven't come across before Bit. I, yeah.
0: I I loved it. I thought that was really cool. Looking, it, you said it just right, and it made me think of the Band Information Society because they used to have those kind of steampunk shades
1: uh, that they would wear in some of their videos. It's it does look though um, both as it describes here absurd uh, looking, and it's also terrifying. I think. yes yeah. But it, the idea <laughs> is that you can do things like having a private conversation. Without you know people being able to overhear, it's the cone of silence to your mouth. Yes. <laughs> uh,
2: well, it, it's it's it solving it's solving the Mister Mumbles problem that we talked about once before. That if you're going voice enablement on so many things, there are going to be times when you don't want other people necessarily to overhear what you're saying.
1: What's different, right? What different to to read from this, just in case people are still not f- uh, sure what we're describing. It's a Bluetooth um, <laughs> a microphone essentially, which picks up the voice and transmits it to other devices. Could be a smartphone or a games console, i.e., a, a VR headset, which is yep. essentially just an Android device with quite similar to an Android device. If in the case of the of the Meta Quest, uh, and it says it traps and contains all of the sounds coming out of the user's mouth as it's and then it um it uh, it promises to reduce the intensity of high frequency sounds by about 30 decibels um but um it it's basically yeah a a private microphone secret to, to to paraphrase Saturday Night Live it's a mic
2: in a box for those people who live in the New York general region and elsewhere in the United States as well, is a store called Bloomingdale's. And uh, we had a retweet that came from Ian earlier this week that uh, said, hey, uh, take this out. Bloomingdale's is going all in with a virtual
1: store. Wasn't Bloomingdale's one of the brands that did Second Life as well? Or there was another fashion retailer, wasn't there? If it wasn't Bloomingdale's. it,
2: it may have been Nordstrom, um, maybe Nordstrom or, or uh, um, Marcus. Um, um, I feel like I feel
1: Neiman like Neiman Marcus.
2: Neiman Marcus. Yeah.
1: I feel like it might have been Bloomingdale's, but anyway, I, I will do some research while we discuss it. What do you both think?
2: Yeah. Well, it's um, it just went live. So New York Fashion Week is this week. It starts September 9th, which is today. It's another case of you know uh, what's new now. Uh, I think that's sort of my big question. Um, has there been any innovation? Uh, has there been any uh, new sets of capabilities that are enabled with this particular virtual storefront that's maybe different from interactive windows that you might experience as you're walking past the store? Or, shoot, you know, the Disney Plus experience that we just talked about a moment or three ago, that you could do the same thing from a commercial and a shopping perspective. Uh, which also has existed for a little while too with Shazam Kit where music would be playing. Shazam Kit would recognize the music and then give you a uh, a coupon that you could use at the grocery store to buy your favorite beverage or what have you. Oh,
0: what, what I was looking for in the article and I, and I didn't see it, um, you know, being the season of 100% buzzword compatibility, I was looking for an NFT to be sold uh, along with the uh, virtual clothing at their department store.
2: Uh, it might be there. We'll, we'll, we'll have to take a look and find out and we'll, we'll see what the, the barriers to entry are for said virtual store. It'll This will be an intriguing thing. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm curious to know what's new now and is it a compelling experience and will people do more than just the one shot into it and then... Apart.
1: With with my quick um, research while we were speaking, I didn't see, um, couldn't find evidence that what I said was correct. So I was probably wrong, but I, I felt like they were one of the brands that had done earlier explorations, um, 15 years ago in in, in the 3D space. Uh, yep. So I may I may have misspoken there, but um, yeah, it's interesting that they call out that the role of having a presence in the metaverse is to figure out new experiences for different generations of shoppers which i think is interesting i think i'd be curious to see the results of some of these research uh, which are effectively market research efforts i'd be curious right. to see yes. some of the uh, the out, out, outcomes and outputs of them rather than these experiences just going away and us never hearing of them again i'd like to know what they actually did discover um, in the future, but I'm sure that we won't yeah. uh, have so, that opportunity, unfortunately.
0: So speaking of market research, uh, uh, we all had some fun this week with the, the announcement of the new uh, iPhone, and uh, what, what kind of march, market research do you think they did on, uh, on the new uh, Dynamic Island?
2: My, my sense is um, the, the, the obstacle is the opportunity is really what it boils down to me, right? So the the team from Apple have not yet sorted out how to have everything behind the glass and have the glass 100% display-oriented. Camera still requires a dark over the front of it in order to be able to do what the camera does, etc. So you have... Um, it's no longer a notch. It's an island, and we all know no man is an island. Um, and they did something... We? They did something super clever to say, hey, it's going to be there anyway, so why don't we take advantage of how dark it is, the, the rich blackness of it, and extend it appropriately. Um, the term they, they used on the uh, announcement was bubble out, and it bubbles out in a delightful way. So,
0: Well, if you think about it, 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 it they've been doing, and, and maybe... This, this is one of the problems of playing with the betas all the time, right? Uh, the watch has been doing a similar thing for some time. I don't know if it's just been this summer because <laughs> I've kind of lost track. Uh, but certain certain pop-ups, certain uh, notifications kind of bubble out of the top of the screen, mm-hmm. right? In kind of a pill shape that covers the entire top, provides you enough information, and then eventually... T- disappear again. Uh, So I think you're spot on. And and it was my reaction as soon as I saw the announcement. Um, This is taking a problem and turning it into a design win, right? And And that is, how can I add value out of something that is a technical challenge right now? And I like the idea. I can't wait to see it in action, uh, I, I just downloaded the uh, the release candidate of Xcode so that I can play with the uh, with the simulator, which should have the code in it now. Uh, the challenge is the code the the things that they've enabled for developers over the summer don't quite enable this yet. It will become available for developers to use probably in one of the next releases of iOS like 16.1 or whatever the next one is. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the behavior. The, the other thing that I that I have been hearing a lot of thought on, and, and I, I tend to agree, again, it'll depend once I get to play with it, um, is putting that content at the top of the screen where the camera is, is a long reach for your fingers if you want to interact with it notifications and stuff normally come to the bottom of the screen and you can interact with those things and now it's going to put it at the top of the screen. So that's another interesting design challenge. Mm-hmm. The other nice thing I, I think from the demos that they've shown and like I said I, I haven't seen it on the, the, the code in the simulator for the developers yet is they're going to take a lot of the content that was hidden away in the control panel and now make it visible to you at all times in a meaningful way. That is another really good design decision I think we'll see once we p- get to play with it.
1: I am excited by it though. So there are two supplemental things that we talked about between the three of us like during the week that uh, connect directly to the idea of the dynamic island and the real really the the innovative user experience that Apple have created from the technical challenge of having that sort of pill shaped area underneath the the glass that that needs to be able to see through the glass to to see the user and that is um, Chris Messina who uh, for those of you not familiar is most well known for inventing the hashtag just over 15 years ago Um, but he uh, tweeted and suggested now imagine um, the the dynamic island as it would appear uh, inside Apple glasses as some kind of, let's say, bubbled out oh, yes. uh, heads up display, which I think is uh, an interesting idea. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these these things today. These are just ideas. But these concepts are, are fun ways of taking a new thing that Apple's shown us and extending it out. The other story was on 9to5Mac, which is also generated by a tweet from a designer called Parker Ortolani, and he proposed in his tweet with some images uh, that it could work on a new iPad Pro now first thing to note is that he proposes that a new iPad Pro should put the uh, camera array sensor array on the long edge not on the short edge where it is today because most people especially with the keyboards use the iPad landscape today I certainly always Mm -hmm. use it landscape really unless I want to show somebody something in portrait uh upright and i will literally take it off the 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 smart keyboard and hold it up the other way which is very odd um so putting (laughs) that putting that in the middle um as uh the as the user interface around the camera and then actually having additional islands um one on each side i found that fascinating and really really interesting as a concept so we will we don't know we we believe that there'll be an an event next month relating to ipad and ipad os release and the mac release of the new operating system i just upgraded to the the final beta of uh, public beta of the new operating system because i figured it's coming out next week and how bad could it be at this point so i've just been playing with that (laughs) i have to say very very quickly massively underwhelmed by, by it. Um, the, uh, the only real feature that is of any relevance to me is the new lock screen lock screen and it's okay I don't think it's particularly solving problems I had before it's a nice refresh. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty underwhelmed by it but uh, maybe you know combined with the new hardware which I'm not going to be immediately rushing in for uh, in the form of the 14 iPhone 14 pro. Um, my mind would be changed. Anyway, we should probably move, leave that topic alone because I think there's plenty of things we could do and we could spend a whole episode talking about it, but let's I, move along. I,
0: I would, but I have to mention one thing. I absolutely agree about the landscape,
1: but I do find that I use it in, in, in portrait mode when I read interesting i i've got used to zooming in and out of magazine pages rather than Mm -hmm. um actually switching it to portrait mode but i can certainly see that that is a a way that you may may do it i typically read on a kindle if i'm reading a if i'm reading a book um rather than on the ipad yeah
0: well, I know, and, and I know we're just about out of time too. So, yes, we should move on.
1: What uh, what should we what should we what should we end on then, folks? If we're uh, hitting the top of the top of the show. Oh man, we should have people vote, don't you think? Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I, I, I have to think that the the Monty Python bit has got to be what we close on for today.
1: Okay. What well, do you think? So we've got a story here uh, on Polygon. Uh, I follow all kinds of gaming uh, forums um, because I'm both into tabletop games and uh, video games. And this one is a story about a new uh, forthcoming RPG for Monty Python fans. A uh, co-curricular medieval reenactment program. No, it isn't. No, it was so, so cool. Um, the I want to know more. Allegedly might be coming um, next month, I think, October. Uh, yeah October yeah, there's that. I, I say no it won't be available the the, the Kickstarter, Kickstarter will launch then so almost certainly it will be another two years before any of this sees um, the world um, as a real thing um, terribly rigorous supplement for serious students of English history and not at all a tabletop role playing game for silly persons says the notification page on Kickstarter uh, yes, it could be. It could be a lot of fun. I will keep my eye on it. I'm going to be curious to see whether it actually comes out, given it's uh, connected to a um, a real property, i.e., Monty, Monty Python, um, and whether they've got the right permissions and so on. But it could be fun. I, it could be a lot of fun.
2: So we'll have to keep our eyes on this. And um, you got to wonder if uh, knowing enough about the whole Monty Python uh, extended cinematic universe <laughs> is going to be a hopeful thing <laughs> to play this game <laughs> well, or not well it,
0: it, yeah yeah absolutely and, and i think what we should do is put the other links in the show and people should go to our show notes page and comment voting on which topic we should have talked about oh. or did we do the right thing with uh with monty python well, i think we will overwhelmingly get
1: agreement but, but, that monty python is a good but thing. michael wh- wh- where could they the listeners find that what, on the on the internet that would be over at gamesatwork.biz. So you open a web browser or, on, on any device. Yeah, type that in. Type in gamesatwork.biz. Yep. B-I-Z. B-I-Z as and, in and, zzz. And, uh, and go there. Look for episode 383. And yep. you will... Or just
2: uh, search on Monty Python. You might find it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I don't think we have that Google juice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And let us know. Yeah, let us, please do let us know what we, we could have, should have talked about instead that we were, were planning to talk about, but we ran out of time.
2: Yep, yeah, that would be great. All right, until then, uh, next time, then, I think we will wrap it here and say see ya.
0: See ya. Bye. You've been listening to gamesatwork.biz, the podcast about gaming technology and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network and would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at, games at work underscore biz or at our website at gamesatwork.biz.